Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. I'm also the author of two books, How to Manage Your Home Without Losing Your Mind and Decluttering at the Speed of Life, both available wherever books are sold in whatever format you like to read a book, audio, digital, paperback, whatever you like. Anyway, um, okay. I I'm answering questions in this week's episode. I'm trying to get ahead because I have someone who is editing my podcasts now for me. And we're not going to change much. She's really just taking out a lot of my ums and ahs and anyways and whatevers. And anyway, <laughs> is she going to take that one out? Who knows? Probably not. But that's what she's doing um, just to kind of get things cleaned up a little bit bit more for y'all's sake, hopefully. Uh, anyway, so we're not going to do a whole lot. Not I'm not adding music or anything like that, because that would be a lot of work. So I'm answering questions. I'm trying to get a week ahead. I have got a lot going on, which that's like my pet peeve when everybody's like, well, I've got a lot going on. So I couldn't do this, that and the other. But I do I have a lot going on. And I'm having surgery in a couple weeks. And so I'm like on this track to get all these things on my list done, so that I will be able to not do anything for at least a week. And then nothing terribly physical after that, but at least for a week after that. So I have a big old um, list of things that I'm working on. So here we go. I am going to answer some questions, but before I do that, I want to tell you about our sponsor for this episode, who is Prep Dish. I've talked about them a lot. Y'all know that because they've been a sponsor of this show for a really long time. And I am so incredibly thankful that they make it possible to have the show. But I thought I would share with you how they're making my life easier at this specific phase of life. I have teenagers. Teenagers have these things called their own lives. That means I don't always have control over our family's schedule like I did when they were younger, but family dinner time is so important to me. Doing the prep work that Allison lays out so well in her weekly meal planning service means that when I realize that the one hour or even less that we're going to all be home together at the same time is happening starting right now. I already have the prep work done for a healthy meal and I can get it cooked quickly and we can eat together, whether it's at five o'clock or eight o'clock. I get a shopping list and recipes in the form of instructions for prepping the meals ahead of time and instructions for getting the meals cooked on the night we eat them delivered to my email every Friday. And the meals are really yummy. Allison's offering listeners of A Slob Comes Clean a free two-week trial. Go to prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean to get it. That's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for your free two-week trial. Okay. Um, let me answer some questions now. I got a bunch of questions from you guys on Instagram. If you're not following me there, I would love for you to follow me there because it's kind of a great place to do quick little things like, hey, give me some questions for podcasts. I got a lot of great questions. A lot of them could be their own entire podcast. So 
I sent my assistant a bunch of screenshots of them to say, hey, put this into a document for me that I'll use in the future. But I'm just going to answer some of the easy ones. Okay, this will make it easy. All right. Uh, Somebody asked, how do you feel about normal people loving and using your methods? Now, if you're new here and you think I'm normal, none of us are normal. Okay. Anyway, I call people who don't struggle the way that I do, because this is going to be a struggle for the rest of my life. You know, this is very unnatural to me to keep my house under control. I call people who don't struggle normal. It's a joke. So don't be offended. But the question is, how do I feel about normal people using and loving my methods? The short answer is really weird. And y'all know this if you've listened much, but it is still just mind boggling to me that people look to me for cleaning and organizing advice. And I can, I can get it. I mean, I can kind of embrace the whole, I'm here to translate universal truths of cleaning and organizing for those people who have brains like mine, like that, that part of it. I'm like, well, yeah, I can get that. But it really is bizarre to me. And I have accepted it, but I haven't really embraced it that even normal people seem to often somehow embrace this or learn from me. And here's the thing for all of us to know is these are universal truths. And so even though what I what I hear from a lot of normal people is even though they may have done these things anyway, because like maybe they didn't consider that you didn't have to do the dishes, you know, that they could just pile up. Um, it has helped them like put into words the reasoning behind it or put into words the the routines that work the best or why it is that it's so helpful to run the dishwasher at night and empty it first thing in the morning, you know, because yes, they were doing it, but maybe they're able to tweak it a little or maybe they're just able to understand it better. I think that how many times have you had some sort of a struggle or an emotion? That's me. And I'm like, oh, it's just driving me crazy. But once I can name it, then I feel like I'm more in control of it. And I feel like I'm able to kind of go from there. So that's good. Another thing I love hearing, I love hearing people tell me that they understand their loved ones more. That is my dream, you know, is that people would hear how I explain something and go, oh, that's what my daughter or my cousin or my sister or my mother or my best friend or whatever didn't see that I saw like, you know, I I think sometimes I feel like my job is to state the obvious, you know, but it's because it's stuff that wasn't obvious to me. And so when I can look at something and say, oh, this is how that works. And this is what works and what doesn't work about that, um, like laundry routines or whatever, especially with the container concept. I hear this all the time. Like I was just talking to somebody and she said, as she explained the container concept to her husband, he went, you really thought that the answer was going and buying more containers that never occurred to him that anybody didn't understand that there are limits to space and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like I am thankful when normal people listen and it helps them understand and therefore love and accept their family members better. Okay. And again, as I talk about accepting myself, I don't mean just letting it be this way. But love and accept and realize that they're trying and realize, okay, maybe we need to go at this from a different direction or whatever. 
so those are, are, are ways that I know of that normal people use my stuff. Um, you know, and a, a lot of it is just life gets going. And sometimes it's really helpful to have somebody just kind of explain why things are or aren't happening. And another thing I find for normal people is everybody gets to this point of being overwhelmed with stuff going on in life and needing to kind of reset on things. People like me get to that point a lot more often because we are very project minded and because we do take on these big projects and we that's where we feel alive. And so we look for them and we seek them out and we're always doing them. But everybody has crazy periods of life, crazy times where things get out of control. And so for me, I had to break down how do I come out of that and start getting things back under control and then maintain them? What are the most, most basics? And so I love that even normal people are able to kind of use that as getting stuff under control. Like I hear from a lot of people who used to be normal. If you just for some reason started listening to the podcast at this moment, go back about three or four minutes when I explain um, normal and what I mean by that in case you're offended. Anyway, you know, I hear from a lot of people who will tell me I used to have all this under control and then having kids threw me for a loop or, you know, whatever it, it is that something in my life happened and whether it's just a life phase or something traumatic or whatever, and it threw me for a loop and everything went crazy. And thanks for spelling it out so that I don't have to think about it because I've got a lot of other things to think about. You know, I think that's a big thing. It's like I made it a project by blogging to think about all of this kind of stuff. So that's how I was able to combine all of this. So if I can give that as a gift to other people of I've done the thinking, here you go. Here, here's the basics. Here's the boiled down stuff that you've got to do to keep things under control. Got it? Well, I've already gone 10 minutes and I've only answered one question. We'll see how this goes. Um, oh, this one cracks me up. And this is not me talking. This is someone and I'm not going to name her name because nobody can see these questions that you asked me. Why can't I throw away my nasty old nursing bra? I'm done having kids. Sentimental clutter, dot, dot, dot. Oh my goodness. I feel your pain. Um, maybe not about a nursing bra, but I have had so many things and I'm like, why can't I not get rid of this? I'll give you the advice that I give, you know, on the, why can't you get rid of it? I don't know, but on the, what to do, don't start with that. Go ahead and declutter everything else in that drawer that needs to go. And you're going to go, one of two things will happen. You're like, okay, well, there's totally room for this you know, because they're not usually very padded anyway. Um, there's enough room for me to stick this nursing bra in the corner and it's not going to mess up my life and it doesn't make my house any, you know, less under control. Or you're going to get rid of everything else in that drawer and you're going to say, oh, this drawer looks so good. Yeah, I really don't want that thing anymore. I mean, it's it's amazing how decluttering momentum works, but it's also amazing to me how often something sentimental like that I will look at it and go, uh, 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 I, I can't do it. And then it somehow is like this block in my brain that makes me think I can't do anything because I can't do that one thing. If I can't make a decision about the nursing bra that I absolutely 100% know I should get rid of, but for some reason I can't, then it makes me go, okay, well, then I can't declutter at all. And that is the problem. So don't start with that. Get rid of easy stuff. Get rid of stuff that, you know, let yourself look through and go through the process. Look for trash. Look for easy stuff. Um, ask yourself the two decluttering questions about things. So like, 
If the two decluttering questions, if you can't answer either of them, it's probably about something like a nursing bra that you know you need to get rid of, but you can't because you couldn't answer where would I look for this first, which obviously is your underwear drawer. Um, but if it if it's like if you can't answer where would I look for this first, and then you won't answer the question if I needed this, would it ever occur to me that I already had one, and you didn't get rid of it in the declutter phase of things, then as you look at that item, that's the paralysis. Put it back in the drawer and move on to the next thing. Because keeping that momentum going, that is everything. Does that make sense? Okay, next question. I love this one. How is your day? Mine was great, thanks to you. My house hasn't gotten nearly as out of control as it had before implementing the clutter threshold. It's amazing. Yay. I was just talking about clutter threshold with someone. If you don't know what that is, go back and listen to the podcast about the clutter threshold. Because if you can declutter your house down to the point where it's naturally or even more naturally stays under control, all these feelings of being overwhelmed and panicked over all the stuff you need to do in your home, those things are going to go away if you can reach that clutter threshold. And if you don't know what yours is, don't worry, you do not, you will not, you cannot figure it out until you've reached it. So just keep decluttering. If you're not absolutely confident you're there, if you don't have the, (gasps) she was right. Being under my clutter threshold makes everything better. If you can't say that, then you need to keep decluttering. That was bossy. Sorry. Oh, well. Thanks to this week's sponsor, who is BetterHelp. Y'all know that my decluttering strategies are built to acknowledge emotions while not actually using them in the decluttering process. The reason I have to do that is there is a huge emotional component to the stuff we talk about here on this podcast. Things like grief, anxiety, trauma, and depression are legitimate struggles that make things like decluttering even harder. BetterHelp is online counseling that allows you to connect with a licensed professional counselor in a safe and private online environment so you can get help on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions plus chat and text with your therapist. If you know you need to look into getting counseling, but you're overwhelmed with how to even start, check out BetterHelp. They have 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states. If you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. You can start communicating in under 24 hours, though I do need to be clear this is not a crisis line. One big advantage, since I know I have readers all over the place, is there is a broad expertise in the network, which may not be locally available in many areas. Financial aid is available for those who qualify. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. A Slob Comes Clean listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code CLEAN. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash clean. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash clean discount code clean. Do I declutter my fridge on a regular basis as part of a routine? Not like I should. I am very thankful that my husband has taken out the trash as his thing that he owns. I mean, he kind of has this obsession, like he looks around and compares how much trash we have on a day. And like, if we have a lot of bags of trash, he is so happy. I mean, he'll take a picture. He's so thrilled to have so much trash. And I love that about him. Anyway, so I'm very thankful that he takes our trash out. It comes uh, twice a week for us. 
And as he does that, um, on those mornings, he will ask, is there anything to throw away? And a lot of times he'll do it on his own, but he'll say, is there anything in there we could throw away? And then we do that. So I can't give you a great answer just because it's not me that has to remember that. So I haven't thought of a way to remember it, but pairing trash taking out with the fridge, you know, cause part of the issue is at least for me, sometimes I will leave something in the fridge thinking, well, if I stick it in the trash, it's going to start to stink. So it's like pairing, I'm about to take out the trash. So I'm going to dump stuff in there out of the fridge right now as I do that. Okay. Here's a good question. Have I ever gone into someone's home to physically help them? Yes, I have. I don't do this as my job, but I will do it as part of what I do here. So a couple of times when I've done that, I have a video. um, I did it as a Facebook live, but it's also on YouTube where I helped my friend Janet clear a, I mean, just packed full dumping ground cabinet in her house. And that was really fun. We went through the process, went through the steps and got that decluttered. So I did it for that. I, um, hi, Danny. Danny is a lovely listener. And when I went to New Jersey a couple years ago, I had put out a request, you know, Hey, if you want me to, um, come to your house and we could do a video, that would be great. And Danny said, yes. And we videoed so much and it has been on my to-do list to edit that down into an actual video to put up. And I still haven't done it. And I think we're going on two years, maybe three years now. Anyway. So yes, I have done it. It's generally for a video like that. Uh, I've done it a couple of friends. I have a couple videos on YouTube where I, I did that. And last summer I got to go to a couple of guys house out in Seattle as something that my publisher did with the launch of decluttering at the speed of life, they ran a contest and parade magazine or sweepstakes or something. And they won that. So I got to go out there. Uh, My son went with me and, you know, and I, I do really enjoy that, but not to the point where I want to be somebody who goes into people's houses and does that. I just something about me. And I think this is the project mentality and why this business that I'm in works really well for me is Anytime I do something, I'm like, okay, how can this be something that then helps a whole lot of people, which is the reason why if somebody asks me, can you come help me declutter? I'm like, sure. If you'll let me take a video. Well, that really cuts down on who's willing to do it. But as I do that, my goal is yes, to help them, but it's also very helpful to other people for them to see me work through the process with someone else. So I didn't do a video with the guys in Seattle just because that wasn't part of the deal when we did it, you know, when they won this sweepstakes. So sweepstake or sweepstakes, I have no idea, whatever. When they won, it wasn't come have Dana do a video. And so I didn't really, I honestly think looking back, they probably would have been fine with it. So I did record some video, but I've gone back to look at it and try to put it up. And I didn't really take great before and after pictures. Cause I, you know, it's a lot to ask to say, Hey, can I share your clutter with the world? Anyway? Um, let's see, here we go. Do I have a system for organizing my fridge and pantry? No. Um, <laughs> again, it's decluttering. And and I do, I think I've talked about this before. I have like a stair step um, 
cabinet organizer that I think I got at the container store or something. And it, it makes things where it's not just all on one level on a shelf. It gives it kind of some little upper levels for cans. I do have a system of like that attaches to my pantry door for things. For me, it's all about the decluttering, you know, going through things, consolidating, you know, getting rid of the other stuff. I just decluttered my pantry a couple of weeks ago and it looks and feels organized just because everything is neatly put together and I can see it all and there's not stuff in there that we don't need. So no, but I don't have a major system or tips for that. What's an area you have decluttered that you have to work pretty hard to maintain? My bedroom. It is the bane of my existence. And the reason is it's a dumping ground. And honestly, my laundry room. I mean, those are places that things get thrown because they're the places that average people coming in my house are not going to get to go and they're closed doors. So anything that's a dumping ground is something that I have to constantly work on. And I feel like I do well for a while after I declutter it because I'm seeing it decluttered and I am working hard to keep it decluttered. And then something will happen where I feel like I'm not going to say I have to, but I feel like I have to throw something in there. And then that just sets off this avalanche of junk appearing randomly gathering in there. And the thing I know for that is I have to just declutter, just go back in there and just work through the system, work through the steps. And every time I do that, it's less and it lasts longer. The next time is easier. So yes, those are my, any, any place that's a nice little hidden dumping ground is, um, both my least favorite and my favorite place. What's an area you've decluttered that has stayed pretty decluttered? My living areas have stayed uh, very decluttered. And that's because the, you know, the visibility rule. And if I can have my living areas decluttered, I can have my living areas cleaned easily. And if I can have my living areas cleaned easily, I can have people come in my home. And if I can have people come in my home, I will keep my living areas cleaned. It's like this cycle thing. I'm telling you that visibility rule is everything. Yet, does it frustrate me that my bedroom consistently gets cluttered? Of course it does. But we're able to function and do the things we want to do as a family because I focus so much on the living areas. And I have decluttered them down to the point where I do not use the living areas as storage. And I think that's, that's part, partly part of the problem is I sometimes think of my bedroom as storage, you know, and it's not, but my living areas, I'm like, no, nothing gets stored in here indefinitely at all. And therefore it stays decluttered. So living room, dining room, and game room are our living areas. And those stay now the game room has a corner that my slob vision has made invisible to me um, that had some stuff piled over there when uh, we had our floors redone. And every once in a while, my slob vision clears and I go, Duh! and I think I've got to do that. And I'll work on it a little bit and it gets a little bit better. And then I'll stop seeing it again. Even when people come over for some reason, I feel like that corner is justified. I don't know. Anyway, how do you organize jewelry, especially necklaces? I do not have a super fancy system, but I did put those little hooks, the little screw hooks that you screw into the wall. 
I got a big old package of those from Amazon. And when I screw them into the wall over, you know, next to my uh, mirror where I get ready in the mornings, I'm just kidding. When I get ready in the middle of the afternoon and I hang earrings and necklaces on there. It's nothing fancy, but it keeps them from getting tangled up. Do I still randomly take them off in weird places in my house and then they do get tangled up there? Yes. But when I pick up, that's where they go and that's where they're safest and stay somewhat organized. Does that make sense? Oh, here's a good one. Would I go back to not having a cleaner or is it such a game changer that you can't imagine? I could go back to not having a cleaner if we couldn't afford it. I mean, that's reality. There are times in your life where you can't afford having someone do that. It would be one of the later things I cut out of the budget, honestly, if if forced to do that, because I do love it. <laughs> oh my word, I love it so much. Honestly, I lived without it. I know it's possible for my house to stay under control and be so much better just by having daily routines and decluttering and cleaning whenever I can or whenever I have to. I mean, like, I know that's possible because the first seven years of my blog and podcasts and all that, that's what I did. I didn't hire anyone until it had been over seven years. So I know it's possible. And so, yes, I absolutely could go back. It's also really nice to have someone scrub my toilet and clean my shower and mop my kitchen floor. There are two different podcasts on one of them, I believe was soon after I started having someone come in. And that's, you know, the realities of having someone clean your house, which is that it's not magic, which is the reason I can go back. I could go back is because it is, it is not magic, which means that there's still a whole lot of work and it still takes those same routines. Uh, And the reasons why it's so helpful are not necessarily the reasons I thought would be so helpful. And then I have another podcast, I think when I had had her for a year, when she'd been coming for a year, talking again through the realities of having someone uh, come and clean. So getting the most out of your grocery dollar can be challenging these days, to say the least. Having a focused plan for meals is the very best way that I have found to stay on budget. And that is why I love Prep Dish. Every week I receive an email from Prep Dish with a meal plan and grocery list already made for me and step-by-step instructions for the one-hour prep session that sets me up for mealtime success all week long. And yes, I said one hour prep for a week's worth of dinners. That means I'm saving time as well as money. Choose from four meal plans to fit your eating style. Gluten-free, paleo, low carb, and super fast. I really, really like Prep Dish's super fast menus. So I don't have to turn to takeout or processed convenience foods to feed my family fast. It's a game changer for working moms. The founder, Allison, is offering listeners a free two-week trial to try it out. Check out prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for this amazing deal. Again, that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. This is a no brainer. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moon
Moonpig.com. All right. I think I might have time for one more question. And I remember there being one. Okay. This one. And this is one I get a lot. And I have talked before, I think, about chronic illness. And one of the podcasts, I think I had a podcast called Awkward Pauses that I specifically had people who suffered from chronic illness tell me that that was very helpful them, helpful for them because they viewed it not as I have a random awkward pause in my day, but I have a random bit of energy and here's how I'm going to use it. But here is a question from somebody, how to keep an organized house when you have a medical problem that limits movement. I don't remember if it was on this one or something else, but somebody specifically talked. Oh, here we go. I have stairs and a bad knee. How can I compromise the take it there right now rule? Well, number one, remember, and I know this doesn't necessarily solve exactly your problem, but number one, remember that taking it there now doesn't mean you have to take a trip for every single item. It means that you take that item that you just answered a question about, you take it now But you can feel free to look through the space and say, okay, what else is there that either goes somewhere along the way or goes to the same place? Okay, so you you can do that. If you have limited movement, go ahead and focus on trash because that doesn't require any movement. I mean, other than, you know, putting stuff in the trash bag, but it doesn't require walking. Go ahead and pull out anything that's a donation even if it's a matter of um, asking yourself that second decluttering question, don't make the piles and don't do a keep box because those are just procrastination things that cause a bigger mess. All right. And if you're not sure what I'm talking about, go back and listen to the podcast about how to declutter without making a bigger mess. But as you do that, you know, also go ahead and move the easy stuff that doesn't require a lot of movement. Because a lot of times what I find when I'm decluttering a space is I will go through and I will pick something up and I'm like, I would look for this first in the cabinet right next door or in the drawer two feet away or something. There's a lot of stuff that's near the place where I would look for it first, but not actually in the place where I would look for it first. And so go ahead and do what you can first before you start taking those steps. If this is your issue, if it's not, if you, if you don't have um, a physical limiting issue, just go through item by item as you pull it out, but go ahead and do that. Cause remember there's such value in a space having less in it than it did before. There's such value in a space being better off than it was before. And as you do the things that don't require as much movement, you're going to see improvement. It may, it's going to make the space better and more functional than it was before, but it's also going to possibly change your perspective on some things where you're like, oh, I like this space with a whole lot less stuff in it. You know what? I thought I needed this because I would look for it first in this other place, but I can just stick this in the donate box. You know, so it may change your perspective a little bit on that. Another thing with that, so I I guess what I'm saying there is similar to the nursing bra, which is go ahead and do the stuff that you can do first, which will then get you moving and going, which might help you with these things that you feel like are going to be a, a hindrance. I'm not sure if that made sense, but whatever. Maybe the editor can like 
splice that into different words and rearrange them so that it all makes sense. And I sound really smart. Hmm, I guess we'll find out. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to listen. Anyway. Oh, the other thing too is to remember that sometimes if you have real physical limitations, you might need help. And so asking someone specifically saying, I have a plan for decluttering this. All I need is your feet. Obviously, they're going to have to carry it in their hands and blah, 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 and move with their legs and use their glutes and all that kind of stuff. But you know what I mean, right? Because one of my decluttering supplies is your feet. So if you are having issues with your feet, borrow somebody else's feet and say, I need your help. All I need you to do, because I have a plan here, is to take these things to where I tell you to take them the minute that I tell you where to take them. You know, and if a family member is not somebody who can, you know, do that or who you don't really want helping you do that, maybe that's a job to hire the neighbor kid to do. I mean, I'll just be honest. My kids, they wouldn't boss you around because they wouldn't care what you kept and what you didn't keep. If you were going to pay them by the hour to take things where they go inside your house, they'd be happy to do that. I mean, really, that's kind of think outside the box on that because you do. I mean, it's it's the whole, you're going to have to come up with some different solutions if you have physical limitations. You're going to have to come up with some accommodations or whatever it is. So, all right, I'm going to end there. Thanks y'all for the questions. And I will um, answer more of them in future podcasts. And I will answer some of them in their own podcast because they were great questions. But um if you want to join our super secret private Facebook group, uh, go to patreon.com slash slob comes clean. And if you become a patron at the $5 level, you can get invited to that group, look around or email me to find the form. It's there on Patreon once you're a $5 patron, but to find the form that you have to fill out for me to get the information to invite you to the Facebook group because Facebook does not make it easy for that kind of stuff. So, all right, I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.